Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kitchen. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with uh, my, my, my brother in this universe and every other, Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? Let women vote. You know, I, I like to think that there's a whole bunch of, a whole, just, just a myriad of universes where alternate, jo- what if there's a universe where alternate Jordan and alternate TJ are like mortal enemies. There's oh, there has there has to be at least three. Yeah, <laughs> at least shit. Um, <laughs> you like this might be one right now. <laughs> yeah, about to turn into one. Add on a fourth. Um, yeah, man. Uh, for those of you who didn't look at the at the at the thing before you spun the episode, we are talking finally, finally talking about across the Spider Verse. Um, I was about to sing the sunflower song, but that one's needless to say, I keep a check. Still, I'm going to say like, still, that's the, that's the best. That's got to be up there anyway, as far as like superhero movie songs are. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's like, honestly, it's the one song with Post Malone that I continuously like fuck around with. Like just the beat of that song. Yeah. I'm not a huge like Post Malone, you know, dude, but whatever. Ooh, you know what is another really good one that is often forgotten about? And correct hmm. me if I'm wrong, that fucking Evanescence song, that Bring Me to Life, I do believe that was written for the Daredevil movie. And was it? So called, I believe so. I believe so. I know it was Wake also on up. the album. Wake me up. Um, yeah, so that there's that one. There's Prince's song from Batman 1989. Did I tell you, TJ, I rewatched the old Batman movies because they're all, you know, they're all on Max. And Such a dumbass name. But I, will, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> like Cinemax, Cinemax is sitting at home like, bitch. Oh, I thought you were saying Batman's a dumbass name because I. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Max, Max is weird. I saw a meme that said. uh HBO Max is now Max. Your move, Peacock. It's <laughs> <laughs> just cock. Yeah, that's the joke, man. That's the joke. Um, so I was watching all the old Batman movies, you know, like the Michael Keaton and mm-hmm. uh, 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 Batman Forever. Skipped over Batman Forever on this rewatch just because we actually recently watched Batman Forever uh, about a year and a half ago now. Batman 1989 and Batman Returns still fucking hold up, dude. They're good I know, movies. I know we're talking about Spider-Man here, but but I guess in the umbrella of superhero movies. Batman and Robin though, like I I thought I'd watch it and and That's um, nipple suit, right? Yeah, nipple suit and and leather butt and the bat card and the bat skates. It's it's the toyetic one. Yeah. I couldn't even get through it on the rewatch and I was watching it and I was like, remember last, So when we did blank check, we were like, this movie kind of, kind of reminded us what dumbass kids we were. Mm-hmm. 
I was reminded of what a dumbass kid I was because that was, when you think about it, bro, that was our our theatrical Batman. We we were the target audience for that we were. theatrical Batman. Yeah, because I remember being it. shit up like fools. Uh, I, yeah, nincompoops, I, dude. <laughs> like nincompoops? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember being at um, day camp. Like, because, you know, that was a summer release movie. And I remember being at day camp in the beginning of the summer. And that's when they had the Batman stuff on all the Coke machines. And they're like, you right. know, win the Batmobile. And which, whatever happened to any of that shit. Um, but I remember desperately being like, oh, that's so cool. But I'm like, mm-hmm. in elementary school, early middle school, talking about nipples on Batman is cool. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And honestly, now, like, that might say something Clooney. about me, but, you know. <laughs> Is that when you? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, Batman Forever came out in '95. So, I was nine, might have been eight, and I think Batman and Robin was not. Yeah, Batman and Robin was two years, two years. So, yeah, after that, '95, '95 was I was seven. So, I was mm-hmm. nine when Batman and Robin came out. Yeah, it was absolutely for me. I saw Batman Forever with my uncle in the theater. Um, oh, baby, Kiss from a Rose is another good, another good superhero song. Kiss five rows on the or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Batman and Robin was the one where it's like, okay, I clearly understand what everyone is talking about, you know, and like I, you know, just at that at that age, I was I was eleven, I was eleven when that one came out, so that was like I'm playing with the action figures and doing all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And man, what a, what what a what a what a piece of dog shit that movie turned out to be. You know, I mean. <laughs> Here's the here's the thing. I think it's funny that everyone is starting to be like, oh, man, we're tired of superhero movies. We're tired of superhero movies. Bitch, superhero movies been here. They have. They have. And, and honestly, I, like, this, you take away the costume. I mean, it's similar stories, you know, story structure. That uh, yeah, been. I mean, superhero, superhero movies have been here. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is that they just haven't been consistently quality. Yeah. At least not to the point where we can say like, oh, this is actual cinema and storytelling. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I do. There is an element, a layer of that that I want to talk about when we talk about this movie. Um, As far as what I'm sort of approaching as when it comes to like fatigue with with these movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not there, but I'm kind of approaching it. So don't let me forget to bring this part up if if i do um i probably won't but just still don't really forget but yeah you're right super movies have been here for a very long time um and you know were they as maybe popular i mean no and i also think too like people forget that blade right was a blade movie you know um things like that. And then looking at, and I guess segueing, bringing us sort of closer to the, to the movie of this week, when that first Spider-Man movie came out, I remember people just being like, Oh my God, this can work. This can work. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't see X-Men two years ago. You know, I thought the first X-Men movie was, was phenomenal. I loved that shit. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know if it holds up, but gotta be better than Batman and Robin. I mean, I think that the other thing is that we uh, people have to define what their superhero movie 
is because like i would consider well i consider dick tracy a superhero movie because it came from a comic book right and he's like the super detective i'd also consider mm. the star wars movies superhero movies because they have they, they have space magic and lightsabers um i'd consider uh um oh shit what uh teenage mutant ninja turtles 100 percent superhero movies you know what i mean conan the destroyer uh flash gordon all those things are superhero movies that have been going back for forever and red sonia you know what i mean like the gi joe movies robocop is a superhero movie masters of the universe superhero movies have been around for a long ass time and they've been yeah. hit or miss uh toxic avenger how can i forget about freaking toxic avenger as i'm thinking about i think this. we can all do well to forget about toxic avenger yeah but i'm saying like there were three of them you know what i mean so like somebody was watching them the devil is real the de- you know <laughs> but i mean like Ro- robocop alone you know what i mean is like rocketeer yeah. if you think about it is a superhero movie Rocketeer is a superhero movie, and the funny thing about Rocketeer is that's just a that's just a brave motherfucker with a jetpack. It's Batman. He doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have you know he's he's <laughs> he's got a backpack and one a few screws loose, and then you know we're all, we're we're off to the races. We're fucking riding on blimps and shit like that. So, Ooh, yeah, you I know mean, what? Real quick, you know what superhero movie I fucked with when I was a kid? Meteor Man. Meteor Man was good. Blank Man was good too. Blank Man was good too. When David that's Allen like, that's early nineties, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when people are like, Where are all these superhero bitch, we've been watching them. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean honestly, when you think about Blank Man, I mean you know, Black Panther kinda kinda stepped down a peg or two, you know what I mean? Bruh, <laughs> you better quit. You better, but it, but it is safe to say that Blank Man could exist in this like parody sort of space to be like we have enough of the genre to make fun of it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So same with mystery men. God, yeah. that movie was good. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I do think that, um, and I believe it was Kevin Feige. That's how you say Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige said that Batman and Robin was the most important superhero movie of our time because it woke the studios up. To be like, you need to take these movies seriously in in making them, you know, because when you dude, I couldn't I couldn't even get through a third of that movie because I was like, this is just it's it's like watching some kid play with his action figures, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at things like X-Men, I've, I credit X-Men as sort of like, you know, laying down the track. But then I think Spider-Man there's something about that 2002 Spider-Man movie that just sort of woke up people to the to the genre and ways possibility. yeah in ways that I think because that was so concerned with telling a unique story um, and telling it well and then you look at uh, Spider-Man 2 which many argue is the better of the of of Sam Raimi's trilogy um again, sort of giving us, you know, characters that, that we give a shit about. And I think, you know, then, then, and then, and then we're off to the races and it's played by the same, by the same characters mm-hmm. all throughout, you know, which was sort of, which was kind of rare. And then you have, I just recently watched the amazing Spider-Man uh, movies with, uh, with my boy who is ate up over Spider-Man. It's his favorite thing. We went and saw this one together in the theater. Um, and, 
those were good Spider-Man movies. Those were bad Peter Parker movies. They were. Also, Jamie Foxx does nev- never needs to be in another superhero movie ever again. Go make Stealth 2. I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know um, what I mean? Like, I yeah. was just like, oh, man. But that I think that Jamie Foxx as a villain proved to studios like, oh, it doesn't matter how good the hero is. We need mm-hmm. good villains. Right. Because that movie wasn't panned because of Andrew Garfield. It was panned because they were like, what the fuck is Jamie Foxx doing? Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to do Rhino like that? He's just some, he's Paul Giamatti in a fucking mix. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. But, you know, I think that it also, Spider-Man allowed for it to be more of a family affair. Because if you're talking about Blade trilogy, right? Blade was just inaccessible to certain audiences because parents were like, I see leather-clad people with swords cutting people and blood going everywhere. Yeah, Blade's a superhero, but, like, it pushed more towards the, like, Spawn sort of, So you I know, forgot about Spawn. Yeah. Uh, it pushed more towards, like, that kind of crowd who's like, oh, the people who would watch, what's, what was that terrible underworld? You know, it, it felt like in that underworld sort of vampire superhero um, Resident Evil movie sort of, mm-hmm. sort of time frame. And Spider-Man was like, oh, but this is like a good entry point. Um, yeah, Blade Blade was the first what rated R superhero movie. So that's Blade the, was the first Blade was the first rated R movie, period. Was it really? No, I'm just kidding. I was about to be like, <laughs> I thought that was a horror movie of some sort. Oh, it was the first rated R movie. Um so, so do, Yeah, I was gonna say why you do that research. I think that it's I think that we can go ahead and speak about superhero fatigue now. And I can tell you that I find myself in the place where as someone who likes to consume all this stuff, where I had to pick, like I had to pick either the star Wars, the star Wars universe or the MCU or the DC universe, Mm -hmm. because there's like, there's just so much to take in. And I found that when I was pushing fatigue, was when I was trying to take in more than one of those, you know, more than one of those chronologies at a time. Right. Yeah, no. Um, to, and, and I think, too, that's where we sort of have um, the, when, when, when these things become a franchise, and then mm-hmm. when these things become, um, when we have these shared sort of universes and, the, and these shared properties, you know, I'll never forget walking out of Lord of the Rings. I believe it was it was two, it was two towers with my with uh, uh, one of my uncles, and he looked at me and he said, you know, well now we have to come back. We got to see how this whole thing ends. You know, he's like, yeah. that's what it's all about. And it's like, you know. Now it's like, not only do you have to come back and see the next one, but then it's like, oh, now you need to need to watch this other thing, right? To, to sort of. To get context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that was fucking cool as shit at first. You know, I was like, I was like, man, this is really cool. Like everything leading up to the Avengers, all these shared sort of things uh, and all of that. Um, but I do think that I'm going to say this. I think, I think Tom Holland's Spider-Man is my least favorite Spider-Man. Why is that? it's i i think i can't really i can't really take him too seriously um which i get peter parker you know you know kind of 
kind of whatever. I I think that everything in those movies, I've kind of, I've kind of seen it before, you know, mm. I mean, a, a Spider-Man homecoming was, was neat, but it wasn't nearly as cool as, uh, the first Spider-Verse movie was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and borderline forgettable at, you know, I mean, I, I own that movie. I mean, I guess now everybody does if you have Disney plus, but like I own that movie and I just like, I, I, I still, I, I, I can't, I can't tell you like what, you know, what the big sort of, you know, all the, the, the set piece moments and stuff like that. I did not like, uh, uh, the second one far from home. I liked Mysterios. I like there was a Mysterio sequence in there that I was like, "This I is." I did, yeah, I did like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, and that's a movie where, uh, similarly uh, with the new Fast and Furious, where the villain just sort of took that and and, and ran away and ran away with it. Um, but I, I don't know. I felt tonally it was it was a little off. The elemental thing when he's fighting was in France, shit like that. I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean that 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 came to the point where. If you're a, if you're a fan of the comics, you're like I know exactly what I know exactly who these are and, and what it is, and it also proved to me that there is a there's a breaking point where the movies that are going to be successful, specifically in the MCU as standalone movies, are the ones that can live by the by themselves. Right, Guardians Three is an example. Uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is an example. Uh, those movies like stand on their own. What was mm-hmm. the other? Uh, Shang Chi stands on its own. Um, Eternals. As much as people hate on the Eternals, Eternals stands on its own, which is why it was enjoyable to me. Right? There's this. It, it's getting to the point where we we're looking at legacy characters as connectors, and we're looking at these more individual and specialized characters as these uh, bastions of better storytelling. You know what I mean? There's so much that Spider- Spider-Man has touched so much of Marvel that there's Spider-Man has to do too much. You right. know what I mean? Right. While that, that expectation is not the same for Guardians of the Galaxy. That expectation is not the same for a Black Panther movie. They expect, you know, there's so many heroes where that expectation is not the same. Um, I agree with you. The second Spider-Man was actually Homecoming was my least favorite. I really liked the Mysterio stuff in Far From Home. No Way Home, it was fan service 150,000%. But yeah. But again, I'm looking at um Doctor Strange in that movie. Doctor Strange is getting to a point where I'm like Doctor Strange is touching too much. Right? <laughs> the mm-hmm. first Doctor Strange was amazing cuz it's like it can stand by itself. Right. Right, and that's the thing, and I and I and I, and I look at uh, I look at Homecoming, for example, and like setting up that set, setting up Tom Holland Spider Man, um, that scene in Infinity War when he like disintegrate and that relationship oh, that relationship that, that Iron Man and, and or that uh, that Tony and Peter have built up, we kind of needed to see that in Homecoming for that to sort of resonate. Yeah. So it's like I get you know sort of sort of why it's there they're really um kevin feige man like knew what the fuck like with yeah. that whole infinity war saga knew what the fuck to do and when to do it when to release captain marvel not a good movie but it came at a good time 
you know, or, you know, in between, because it was like in between those, and and everyone yeah. being like, "Man, Captain Marvel's gonna come and fuck Thanos up and stuff like that." And it didn't really happen, but you know, so but uh, right. still, it kind of it gave us that sort of shot in the ass that we needed. I loved uh, the end of Infinity War because it was so bold. I thought it was so daring yeah. for them to do something like that. Um, but yeah, and then we look at we look at the Sony side of things. Um, and I remember texting you this and I was like, man, thank God Sony still has the rights to Spider-Man. I'm not saying we wouldn't have things like Spider-Verse if, if Sony didn't own Spider-Man anymore, but it's probably fair to assume, right. That, that something like this wouldn't exist. Do you think that we'd still have Spider-Verse? I think that we would still have Spider-Verse. I think that, um, you can say like, thank God that Sony still has the rights to Spider-Man, but like, do we need a Craven the Hunter movie? Do we need a third Venom movie? Do we need, like, the answer is no. We don't need a Sinister Stick 6 movie. We don't, like, they're doing all sorts of other funky-ass stuff. I think that the the people that I'm praising aren't Sony themselves, but, like, Sony Pictures Animation. I, like, I, I, I never, I never thought that, I don't think that Disney would ever take this on as a really, like, in the animation style that this is right. Mm-hmm. But in the same way that I I'm glad that Sony pictures animation, uh, in, in, in particular Columbia pictures looked at this and said, DC's whooping our ass when it, when it comes to the animated film, um, front, if you look yeah. at like DC animated films, those are actually really damn good. Um, just watched, um, um, under the red hood again. It's I good. On, I was on a Batman kick. Yeah, it's really good. Mask it's of the really Phantasm. Good. I remember it's that. It's so good. <laughs> but I think that they, the thing that I'm excited about is that Sony has enough money to say, and Spider-Man is such a big enough franchise that they're like, we allow you carte blanche. Do what you want to do. I mean, this is the longest animated film made by an American studio ever. Yeah. No, I, I, and I do think that with Sony specifically, I agree with you. Like this is, it's a focus of Sony pictures animation, but also I think Spider-Man right now is being best served through these movies, these Spider-Verse movies and uh, the video games. I think, yeah. I think that pocket of Spider-Man is where he, for me, he's really, the character in the universe is really thriving and really doing some cool things. Whereas, you know, the, the MCU sort of Spider-Man, is which is it's got the the He's line serving a different work, purpose right? yeah 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 and it's like i'm just not i'm just not here for it as much let me ask you a question because you're yeah. you're the you're the resident sort of comic reader here out of the out of the two of us um i saw uh oh, is it you know you know how i was scrolling through facebook the other day and like some facebook ad came up but i didn't click on it because i didn't give a shit but it said a headline where it's like uh uh the movies and the games are serving Miles Morales' character better than his own comic line. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I mean, recently, um, the comic lines themselves have just always kind of, they always start off strong and I'm always like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, you have to, you have to deviate. It, be, it becomes the MCU problem. And what I mean by that is, we just talked about how MCU movies are best when they're able to stand alone. Um, 
comics at some point in time have crossovers. They have big events that affect the whole universe. You know what I mean? And these comics then some way, shape or form have to either dismiss their line or ditch their thing and come back. Also comic lines just stop abruptly sometimes. Um, And because spider verse, the spider verse movies and the video games are able to create their own universe where people exist, but they don't have to touch on them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Because there's no way that in a comic book, Miles Morales or Peter Parker exist in New York without the Avengers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, where this allows them to. So I think it is just, it's about focus. It's, it's, it's always going to be about focus. The thing that makes Batman comics so good is because like, who's the other game in Gotham? Who's the other what? Who's the other game in Gotham? Nobody. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's true. But like in New York, you got you got Sanctum Sanctorum in New York. You got the Avengers Tower. You got you have so many other things that it is it is bound to run. You're bound to run into other other people. Um, so I think that's part of it, and I think that the other part of it is there's just a. a, a an ability to separate themselves from the lineage of the comics that are just so, so strong. When Miles Morales came on the scene in the, in the comic books, people were pissed because they had to kill Peter Parker. They killed Peter Parker so that way Miles Morales could show up, right? And everyone's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Now, of course, Peter Parker's not always going to stay dead, so like all these comic dudes can like chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um, but there's just all, there's always been like, Miles has felt like, oh, he is just he's the secondary Spider-Man. Well, this has allowed them to be like, okay, what if he doesn't exist in that shadow in the same way? The Miles Morales video game, the best thing it could have done at the very beginning is Peter being like, I'm not here and you can't reach me. You got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I forgot about that. It's like, I <laughs> he's like, bruh, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. And like, he doesn't have Mary Jane to call. Like there's no one in Spider-Man's life that he can contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to to talking about um, this movie with you, um, especially because I mean, I just want to say, like, I love that we're back at the theater more regularly now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just it just it just feels good. You know, you know what I don't love though. You know what I don't. So let me tell you, I I buy my ticket. And mm-hmm. I pick my seat specifically because I'm like, give me best of you an experience because I'm gonna try to fuck with fuck around. So we go see this movie, right? And this this person shows up and he got like, you know, seven seats on our row, five seats on the row, but it's like a little birthday party thing. Which I I understand that when I was a kid, I was like, hey, I want us all to go see a movie. Why the fuck do people do that? You can't talk to each other. Yeah. It's, it's and like you're annoying everybody else because before the movie, all talking, cutting up, and, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. And so yeah. this. This one dude, he shows up and he's late. He's late. Previews, previews didn't, didn't finish. Movie if started. I'm there, if I'm if I'm there uh, and I miss the little commercials before the previews, I'm mad. It's like no, right. this, this is an event. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is today. <laughs> right now, now keep in mind, I got my popcorn. We all set up. And me yeah. and Taylor, we're set up and we're sitting there, and I'm sitting on the edge of this dude's little party or whatever. Right now, oh brother, man, he's just like, oh yeah, they said that they're on row H or whatever. Right, so he just buys 
the ticket on row H thinking that the whole row was theirs. Nah, me and Taylor are there on the end of whatever little party they got. This dude sit down. He look over at his friend. He look at his ticket. He look at us. He look back at his ticket. He look over at his friend. He look at the screen. He look at us. And I'm just like in my head, this motherfucker going to ask me to move mm-hmm. so he can sit next to his friend. Yeah. Did he? And then sure enough, he's like, hey, do you mind? I was like, yep. Before he could even finish, I was like, just come on. Because like movie's going. I'm up here shifting, missing dialogue because your ass. See, that's where you and I, that's where you and I differ. I would have told him, fuck you. Well, I wouldn't have said <laughs> fuck you, but I would have said no. I've been like, I'm all, nah, I'm all set up here. Nah. You know? I mean, I, I, I had, I, it was just on the other side of Taylor, mm-hmm. but I was like, I had feelings about it. And the, and then I was sitting here and I was like, if these motherfuckers don't stay after the movie and talk to each other, yeah, I'm going to be big mad. Birthday boys split left old dude sitting there looking like boo-boo the fool. So I'm like, yeah. you showed up for why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because your friends were like, oh, good to go look. You could make it. You know, like in that mocking sort of bullshitty 17-year-old way. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I'm just not – I just, I was mad. So I went into this movie mad. It quickly alleviated. But show up on time to the movies. Don't be talking. Don't – like, you can I, – I don't, I don't even mind a little comment here or there. Hell, if you go see a musical, you can do your – ooh, you know, like all the stuff mm-hmm. that comes on you when, like, when, when the time spirit touches. Time and a place. Time and a place. There's a time and a place. Yeah. But, like, this movie don't start off easy. It right. don't end easy. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't talk to me. Don't say a word. Don't like look if, at me. Yeah, like if I go see a comedy or a horror movie, yeah, I want to hear y'all. You know what I mean? I want to I wanna hear the theater, like, laughing and, and scre- screaming, all that kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, and 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 I just want to go on record here. Well, since we have the platform, <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna have a birthday party in a the theater, fucking grow the fuck rent up. Rent out the theater. Yeah, grow the fuck up and rent out the goddamn theater. Don't nobody, you know, no one past the age of seven wants to go to some little stank ass Cinemark birthday party where they're all sharing a row and they got to share with everybody else. No, no, no. No one wants to fucking do that. And they're laughing and cutting up as yeah. if I don't want to see the previews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say I'll, I'll be hanging out with like two friends, maybe three friends. And it's like, hey, let's go see a movie together. Okay, cool. If I'm hanging that's out. That's different. If I'm hanging out with five or more, no, we're not seeing a movie together. We're going to do something. We're going to all socialize. We all hang out. You know what I mean? Like sitting there for two hours. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And honestly, if I'm, if I'm saying, if it's, if it's beyond me. So we have one other person that we usually go see all the MCU movies with. On opening night, right? And the question is always, do you want to grab food before? Do you want to grab a drink after? Like, how is this a hangout? Because what we've really done is just sat in a room together for two and a half hours and not said shit to each other, you know? Um, so if if it's like, hey, a group of us are getting together, that means that, like, we're grabbing a bite to eat beforehand. We at least go into the to the Jack in the Box, the Whataburger, the, the McDonald's on the way or we're getting there early enough to where we can sit and bullshit and then shut the fuck up and not feel like we're actually not bond. You know what I mean? Right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I remember when I went and saw knocked up. Remember that movie knocked up? Yeah. <laughs> there was Couldn't a goddamn that movie. In the there was a goddamn bachelorette party. What? Yeah. A fucking bachelorette party. TJ just showing up and it's like, what are y'all doing? And they always show you know, up like late and loud. They show right? up, yeah, late and loud, and and uh, I can't think of another L. Uh, but uh, anyway, losers, <laughs> losers. He's getting married, fucking loser. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, they come in there with little 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 dick lollipops hanging out their mouth, and they're like, oh yeah, 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 
what? You know, all this kind of stuff. And it's knocked up, right? It's, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a subdued sort of comedy. It's not like, a, you know, whatever. It's not a bridesmaids, which is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, what are, you know, what are y'all doing going to the movies for a fucking bachelorette party? So I'm not for those lie. who are listening and planning that shit, fucking stop. <laughs> you know in general i've 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 figured this out about myself whenever people are in like a wedding party or they're attending a wedding and then those group of people go to a space the way that they exude ownership over that space that they will yeah. occupy for an hour and a half to two hours is disgusting oh yeah and i absolutely hate it they're like oh 100%. can we get a waiter over here no y'all walked in with 40 motherfucking people mm-hmm. i'm sorry yeah. i'm trying to have one hundred percent. Oh, oh, you, oh, you're you're getting married tomorrow. Congratulations! I just got a big promotion at my job. You know what I mean? Oh, you're oh you're getting married tomorrow. We've been married fifty fucking years. You right. know, like I, 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 thank you for saying that. Someone had to say that shit because the thing is, is like, no, you you literally rent a space yeah. where you can be the only motherfuckers there and enjoy yourselves. Don't walk into a public place right. and expect VIP service. A, unless you rent the motherfucker out. There you go. Or B, be, you be say, you know what? There's 40 of us. We've pulled our, our mind together, and we're going to get everybody in the space around, or we're going to do whatever. Yep. At that point in time, throw your dick. Yep. Show me the big dick. Go ahead. By all means. But if you walk into a movie theater, and you're like, oh, it's a bachelor party. Well, you're dumb. Shit, sit down, shut up, and watch the movie. No one gives a shit. That's, no that's, gives what, a that, shit. that's what all this boils down to. No one gives a fuck if you're getting married. Nobody fucking cares, <laughs> except for the except for the people. And you know what? The people that you invited, half the time they're like, "What's the dress?" No, I ain't buying nothing new. He wanted yeah. me to rent a tux. Why can't we just buy this shit? Like this? Yeah, because you know what you do. You know what you do when you do that, TJ. When you do go in there and sort of take over the space, and there's other people there. You are you are making those people un willing guests at your bachelor or bachelorette party, right? And they're judging you. They're judging yeah. the shit out of you. And we all know what it's like to get dragged to a party you want to be at. You're you're staying hanging on the wall. You're not really talking to anybody. You've now forced that role into people who didn't fucking ask for it. People who didn't even know it was coming. You no. know. Imagine that fucked up kind of flash mob. That shit just happens to you. you and know, then you oh, got the nerve to show them with your tux all half tucked in, with your tie undone, you know, your vest all open. Get your shit together. You know what I mean? Change clothes up. before you walk into the bar. Don't nobody care. Nah, oh, no, up. I got to return these shoes tomorrow. Because, then, then take them off. Mm-hmm. Take them off. Mm-hmm. I, really hope, so, I really hope people <laughs> who are playing nuptials are taking fucking notes right now. We're on to some shit. We start another <laughs> podcast. We just give like 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 soon-to-be-wedded wedded, wedded advice and stuff like that. Just call it Tough Love with Jordan <laughs> TJ. Stop this shit <laughs> right now. You know what it should be called? It should be called Hold Your Peace. You know what I mean? Hold like, hey, shit. <laughs> you need to hold that peace, man. We need to say that more often to people. Whenever someone, whenever someone's getting excited, hey, man, hold your peace. <laughs> but yeah, you know, kick his ass. Now you're gonna hold your peace right now. That's what you're gonna. You're yeah, gonna you know, honestly, I was thinking about that the other day. Whenever mm-hmm. there was, we were sitting, we were downtown Pittsburgh. We were eating tacos and drinking margaritas. It was fucking great. And there was this place next to us that sells meatballs. I don't know why they just get like the big things that they sell meatballs and it's a one way street with no parking on the street. Right. Next to these restaurants, it's mean you need to find a parking garage. Or you need to find street parking on another street. All these motherfuckers stopping in the middle of the road, rolling down the window. Where do we park? If you don't come on, if you, these, pe- I was like, Google a B whoever invited y'all didn't do a good job on giving you instructions. 
I just, I just, I just got real mad. I, yeah, yeah. I was like, "You occupying a road? You from Connecticut? You ain't paid nobody's tax dollars for this street. You better get get in the car, mm-hmm. keep driving." Just know that in an alternate universe, there's a, there's another TJ who looks just like you who does that exact same thing that you're bitching about. No, that's not line. that TJ. You know what? You that know TJ what? Dead. <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Do whatever you need to do. Just like, just like there's a there's an alternate Jordan rent, coming into a fucking movie theater, a mo- little movie With house. With friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm getting married tomorrow and I'm having a kid. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, unless, unless, uh, you know what? Unless, unless, unless you're an asshole who, who, who makes everyone unwilling guests of your bachelor, bachelorette parties. Feel free to go grab a drink and 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 have one with us as we come back and talk about. <laughs> quick question, quick question oh, before sorry. we go. What? It's proper etiquette to call the bar or location going beforehand. And say, hey, we have a, a group that's a bachelor bachelorette party, right? It's right. proper etiquette because then it allows it allows the barkeep to warn everybody else to be like, hey, man, y'all want to stay? This is what's happening? Yeah, this this shit. Hey, it's about to be in shit right now. You know what I mean? So if you if you okay. about it, yeah, yeah, proper. Okay, etiquette. I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Shit. I'm all riled up. Yeah, let's go get yeah, a drink yeah, yeah. before I punch something. <laughs> punch something. <laughs> punch something. Oh, wait, okay. wait. Oh, you're still recording? Uh, it was the split, the split 1968 movie. Uh, first What's that movie about? about? I don't fucking know. Something, <laughs> well, something, something's not together anymore. <laughs> we, we should split while we read about the split and get the. I'm okay. not going to read about it. I already closed the tab. I don't give a fuck. I just want to tell you. All right. See y'all back here. There's a film buff I just pissed off right now. <laughs> oh my god! He's, <laughs> he's also like, I see all my movies with 14 of my closest friends. <laughs> People like that don't have 14 friends, bro. You know? Ooh, yeah, I'm a, yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. And we're back. Jordan, how's your trip to the Ooh, fridge? I like that. Um, that might be my favorite sound. Sound of a can opening. Really? Mm-hmm. I really do think it's my favorite sound. It signifies so many things. Signifies a good time. Signifies hydration. You know, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good dehydration. Sound. Well, I mean, if it's and I'm not if it's a you know canned water, sparkling water, something like that. True. Someone told someone told me sparkling water uh, doesn't hydrate you, and I told them they could eat shit. No, uh, so trip to the fridge was good. Man, my downstairs smells good as a motherfucker right now. We what? got those. We got those wallflowers. You know what I'm talking about? A little plug in. With a little mm-hmm. glass, little uh, scented oils and stuff. The one that we have in the hallway's got a little light on it. It's cute as shit. But uh, so the downstairs smells really good. Anyway, I just double checked. Uh, AP News proves that carbonated water will hydrate you just as much as regular water. Oh yeah, so fuck that person. Um, anyway, I have continuing on with seltzer season, and this is another ranch water. But this one I was excited to try because it's just a fitting. Uh, a fitting brand with a uh, fitting flavor. This is Modelo's Ranch Water. Uh, this is the Mexican lime. Mm-hmm. Um, picked it up at the uh, at the gas station, actually. Um, yeah, so uh, tastes good. Do you like ranch water? I do. I just don't like the spicy one. Yeah, this one's not spicy. This one's limey. So, so yeah, that's what I got. What do you got? I got... Um a Blake's hard cider, but the reason I got it is because it reminds me of summer. It's a cherry limeade hard cider. It reminds me of like when I would get cherry limeades for uh, you know at Sonic as a kid, 
And look at this. Look at this can. It's like a pink flamingo. See, see, you cannot. That is cute as shit. You cannot look at a can like that there's summertime and not get it. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's delicious too. Six percent. For those of you listening, it's a it's a, a little flamingo floaty. Yeah, uh, with, a, and on, with and a the floaty ch- is a little uh, little cherry limeade thing on there. Font. Yeah, it's popping. like blue, pink, and green. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a great can. Mm-hmm. There's summertime sadness. It's summertime madness on that can. And it tastes just like a cherry limeade, like a Sonic cherry limeade. Mm-hmm. So like, you know who has a really good seltzer too is a Topo Chico's. Topo Chico seltzers are pretty good. Because they're not too sweet. Yeah. It's the ones that don't. It's the seltzers that have the the least amount of sugar and they taste more like water and then they creep up on you. Those are the ones I love. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited. They got some new seltzers. One of us has to try the, the the sweet tea sonic seltzer. One of us has to try it. Just to try it. It's at the store by my house. We, we I went to HEB. I can't remember when this was, TJ. I think this was, this must have been last month. And I was walking down the beer aisle. Every single seltzer was gone, except for um, the white claw, the the blue clan, the blue can white claw, which the I, surge, yeah, and then uh, the the sweet tea, uh, <laughs> the Sonic. ice flavored Sonics. Everything else was gone. I don't know if it was. Oh, it must have been like end of the year. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everyone's kind of going out and partying and stuff like that. But so that means that the if if the iced tea Sonic one is not gone, that means it must not be good. Yeah, but one of us has got to try it. You like weird shit. I you do. Know? You I do. like it. You circus peanut eating motherfucker. I don't eat circus peanuts. <laughs> I don't eat styrofoam. <laughs> no, I got I offended. Like, I got offended, I like, didn't I? <laughs> I actually I do I do like circus peanuts. I'll do like two. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll bite them in half. I won't pop the whole thing in my mouth. I'm not trying to eat the whole thing of a circus peanut. But I just want to say before we get into this movie, for those of you who are still on the fence about seltzers, for those of you who have your nose up about seltzers, for those of you who, you know, whatever, it's like, fucking grow up, man. You know, grow up. They're good. They're good. They're not too heavy. Perfect for summer. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, great. We're going to talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Listen, this is one of the we're, – we're, we're trying this thing where we're trying to catch these these summer blockbusters as they come out. Um, we are a couple weeks behind, but we also like to give you all a chance to, to see them uh, or to decide if you want to see them. But this movie released on May 30th of this year comes in at a whopping two hours and 20 minutes. God damn. The, yeah. Longest and like I said earlier, longest animated film by uh an American studio ever created. The budget was a hundred million dollars as of this recording. Guess how much money they've made? Uh two hundred ninety five million. Three hundred eighty nine point nine million dollars. Damn. Damn, I was right on the line, wasn't I? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 not at all um this movie uh they actually started development for it uh before the release of into the spider-verse in 2018 they started working on it and they knew it was going to focus on um the relationship between miles and and gwen stacy the sequel was officially announced in november of 2019 and the work on animation began in june 2020 uh, there are six different universes in this movie, each with uh, an individual art style, um, and it surpassed the. Um, it was delayed. It was originally supposed to come out in April of 2022, 
but it was relay it was delayed um because of COVID nineteen. I think for the better. Um and currently it's sitting at the ninth highest grossing film of the year. The third film, Beyond the Spider-Verse, comes out next year, next March. I'm glad we don't have to I'm I'm so glad that this is a franchise that they're not like three Christmases in a row, Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? They're like like here you go. This mm-hmm. is what you need. Mm-hmm. Um and I know that they're also working on a female-led spinoff of the Spider-Verse movies. This is and now I heard I hear what you said where you're like, thank God Sony still he- held on to the Spider-Man uh license this is my fear and before anybody says anything it's not because it's a female-led spinoff it's the fact of like when studios especially american studios see money signs they will milk something until it's dry mm-hmm. and i just don't want i just don't want this to get to the point where they're like no i'll go out and say it. i don't want a spider-verse movie every three years Well, we're probably going to get one. Right. I'd, I know. But I'd rather just be like, here's the trilogy. It's fucking good. Well, then don't, don't touch it. Don't, don't don't buy tickets. I'm going to buy see, tickets. To the- don't go see the movies if you don't want to make them. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with like the min, but like it's the same thing with like the minions and you know despicable yeah, movies of yeah, like, yeah. like bro, those are, those little yellow bastards. Fucking they make so out, much money. Dude. I know. It's a business, man. You know. I know it is a business. It's 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 a concern I have. Do I think that if they keep the same team, that they will be able to do amazing things? Absolutely. I also think that part of the thing that propels this movie series forward is because the art style is so original. If you keep getting the same art style, it doesn't it's not original. You know what I mean? No, no I agree. So it's just I, a concern I, think if, I have. If they, if they are going to do it, I agree with you. It does need to be. It does need to be different and. Future spoilers for this one. We do have a showcasing of um, uh, not different art necessarily, just different art styles, different mediums on display with yeah. these other universes. So I could absolutely see them. What I don't want to see is a live action Miles Morales so close to these coming out because this is my uh, uh, film version of of Miles Morales, and I can I can I can hang with this film version of Miles Morales for a little bit longer. Yeah, for a while they thought it was going to be um ooh, I was going to say Childish Gambino. What's his real name? Uh Donald Glover. Yeah, for for a while people thought it was going to be Donald Glover in the MCU as Miles Morales. Yeah. Um I think he's too old. He is. Yeah. He is. I I think if if and when and I think that they should do it like 10 years from now. Uh they should just pick, you know, someone who no one knows about and just have him come in and smash it. You know what I mean? Um, regardless, just so everyone knows, so since this movie is still out, since it's actually co- it's coming out on DVD, I think in like four or five weeks or something like that. DVD, um, not my DVD. My bad. There you go. Get, come on, dude. It's coming on disc, digital and disc. You happy? Shit. <laughs> mm, uh, in a couple weeks. All right. Yeah. But we don't want to we don't want to spoil too 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 much of the movie. So we're going to give you broad beats. We're going to talk about some of the things that we noticed, some of the things that we loved, um, and then um, give you our rating of it. Uh, but yeah, so the movie actually opens on Gwen Stacy, who we met in the first movie, uh, in this really kind of epic uh, scene where she's in a band and she's playing drums. Yes, Jordan. This is uh, I love this opening. 
I just want to say it's so good. Yeah. Her narration, uh, the music I thought was fantastic. Yeah. I I love this opening. I think it's important to note that this opening actually sets a really strong tone of what the movie is going to be. Where in the first one, it was a, this, this movie still has uh, comedy and lightness to it, but the first one felt a little lighter. Um, but this one, just the opening with the music and the narration and the way that the voiceover is delivered, it sets the tone of like, this is just going to be a more serious, I don't want to say gritty, Gritty's not the right word, but it feels like more um, ground is not the right word either. I don't know. It just feels darker. It's totally darker. I mean, you know, this, this, the laughs were really few and far between the moments of brevity were really few and far between and underplayed as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the humor was delivered through uh, Miles's father. And so much of that was, you know, uh, excellent voice work by, was it Brian, Brian Tyree? How are you? I, I can't, apologies. I can't, I can't remember his full name off the top of the head, but. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. Henry. There you go. Uh, just understated in, in its delivery. You know, you really had to like, like lean in to like get the, get the humor there. So yeah, the whole thing is darker. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, we have this, we have this beautiful sequence of the opening, um, and you find out, and we are back in Gwen's universe after the events of the first movie, everyone's been uh, put back in their own universe. And Gwen is, uh, basically, on the same side that Miles is in his universe where his father is a cop and his father doesn't know that uh, he's Spider-Man and he's kind of dealing with it. Gwen's father is dealing with it too, but Gwen's father is dealing with it for a different reason. He thinks that Spider-Woman killed one, that one of their family friends. Um, And we know Gwen is like fighting against it. Uh, Then um, uh, one night Gwen has to go do a, uh, you know, uh, uh, the spider thing at the Guggenheim Museum in Manhattan. Uh, yes. I loved uh, this This vulture design. It's fucking dope, too. Yeah, the vulture design is so dope. And you find out that, like, there's a vulture here, but he's not of this universe. You can tell because he's drawn, like, an Italian Renaissance, like, sketches and stuff like that. And, I mean, like, they went full out with the comic sounds that go off whenever he, like, loads a crossbow and, like, all this other shit. Um and she's like, where the fuck are you from? And he's like, and she's like, let me guess. You just woke up here from another universe after X, Y, and Z. He's like, yeah, how'd you know? Um, but we quickly find other spider people there. We find Miguel O'Hara and Jess Drew, who are uh, Spider-Man 2099 and uh, Spider-Woman, respectively. Um, again, they have taken liberties with it. Spider uh, Jess Drew, originally in the comics, is not a black woman with a fantastic fro but she is in this one and she's pregnant and she's voiced by uh isa ray who talk about someone who started from the bottom now she here you know what i mean she started what awkward black girl uh uh, uh web series mm-hmm. in the early 2000s and like it's just like just fucking meteoric rise yep the uh, uh, what you insecure show and what'd you think about her this is uh what'd you think about her voice performance because i'll admit when i saw Issa ray on the bill i was all like i'm not sure how because her voice is so distinct mm-hmm. right i was like i'm not sure how it's going to take me out of the universe or anything like that but i'm yeah. curious to about what you thought yeah no i thought it was super fitting i thought i thought uh, a lot of levels there um i thought her character was a standout for me 
and because of the nuance with the voice acting. I mean, yeah. I, I think across the, the board, I mean, everyone was was pretty solid for me and fitting to their characters. I didn't really like, I, I maybe it's because I just don't like 2099, but I, I didn't really like his character in this. Um, oh, really? Like, yeah. Just felt kind of, which I guess we'll get to it. It, it, it felt, it felt kind of one notey. It's like, okay, he's just brooding and angry and all this kind of shit. Um, felt very, uh, um, like Kratos in like the earlier God of War games. I'm just going to yell and be mad, which I'm excited to see. Cause I hope that we see more of him in the, in the next installment. Yeah. I think we have to, because one thing about Spider-Man 2099 is that he is a vampire. Um, and we didn't get any spoilers. Well, you're listening to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, but he didn't he we didn't get any of that information right we saw hints of it which which uh, which should bring up a topic that originally when this movie was announced it was going to be one movie and then somewhere about a year and a half ago or so they're like it's actually two movies yeah um which i either wasn't paying attention to or fucking flat out forgot because I was in that theater bro i've never checked my watch you know what i mean but i checked my watch cuz i was like they have. They better wrap this shit up because they introduce <laughs> and they introduce new plot elements at the end. So you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, I think that that's something that we're definitely going to get in the third movie. But basically, Spider Man 2099 and uh, Spider Woman show up through this portal. They help Gwen take care of Vulture, and. As she's finishing it up, her father comes and he like threatens to shoot her, basically. And she takes off her mask and she's like, Dad, it's me. And he's like, you have the right to remain silent. I'm still going to yeah. fucking take you down because that's my job. And they trap him in like a, a like a energy field, an energy web. And they're basically like, Spider-Woman's like, we can't leave her here. I I loved this scene. Uh, it, was, it was fucking beautiful. Um, there were a lot of moments in this movie specifically with Gwen and her universe. Mm. Where I was like, I want that framed hanging up on my wall. Like I, I it, want that shot. The painterly style of it. Yeah. Gwen. I'm just going to say this. Gwen's world was my favorite uh, animated one here. Like all, all the different styles that we got. That one was my favorite. And how like every fuck. I, it's one of those things where. You know, we talk about going back and watching movies again for plot elements, for connections, all that kind of stuff. I want to go back and watch this again because, like, every single time we got a close-up on a character in Gwen's world, the background was different. And it's like, I want to sit there and be a visual art nerd and be like, well, what, 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 what you know, what do you think this is, you know, implying and all that kind of stuff. Really yeah. good. The, the emotional the emotional quality of the background and honestly you know those like tattoos that have that watercolor esque sort of feel to them her yeah, whole the entire world had that now, feel but are not they're gonna look like shit in twenty years yeah I don't that's think. if you that's if you go to a bad tattoo artist but I digress um, but like her whole world kind of had that feeling to it and it was really great in comparison to like um, uh, Miguel O'Hara. Um, Spider-Man 2099, who had this really hard and, like, stark lines, and, like, Jestru, who had, like, this, like, really 
no her her whole character design gave me very like foxy brown meets spider-man you know what i mean and she rode this dope ass motorcycle either way but they're like come with us there's a secret group of us uh of spider people and we want you to become a member of the spire society so she does uh we go over to uh earth 1610 uh, oh, Gwen's on Earth-65. We go over to Earth-1610, where Miles is. And we're about 16 months after the climax of the first movie. Miles is growing up. He's adapting to being Spider-Man. He's in his. He's nearing the end of his sophomore year of uh, school at Visions Academy. So they're like, hey, bro needs to start taking things seriously. We need to start thinking about like where he wants to go to college, think about his future. Um and his parents are there for a parent-teacher evaluation while he runs into the spot, who is who is perceived to be this, like, goofy-ass um, uh, villain. Goofy-ass bastard. Yeah, who's a uh, beautiful performance by Jason Schwartzman. Beautiful performance by Jason Schwartzman. Uh, who is, here's the thing about Jason Schwartzman. I always forget about Jason Schwartzman until I see Jason Schwartzman, and I was like, he's so fucking good. He's so fucking yeah. good. yeah. Um, you know, I, I fell in love with him during, uh, Moonrise Kingdom actually. Um, and then Grand Budapest and then went back and saw, uh, Darjeeling Limited and I was just like, he's just fucking good. Uh, he's, I, I forgot he's in Klaus. I don't know. You liked Wes Anderson like that. I do. I do. I like, I like his style. The only Wes Anderson film I haven't seen is Fantastic Mr. Fox or Isle of Dogs. That's, I'm that's a Wes what's... Anderson fan. Really? I, it's the yeah. color saturation for me. Really and truly. Like, the story is whatever. It's the color saturation. Um, regardless. Uh, so, yeah, the spot, he's super goofy, and him and Miles are, like, goofing around, and he, and he's like, oh, Miles, I'm meant to be your arch enemy. And Miles is like, okay, yeah, what the fuck ever. You find out that uh, Miles made him the spot because he was at the um, – at the lab when the uh, collider exploded at the end of the first movie. And he was trying to save dark matter that allows the collider to work and he became the spot. And so he blames miles for everything. Right. Um, and during the sequence, uh, miles and his father kind of have a conversation that I don't want to spoil. Cause it's really fucking good. But the big thing is that the spot disappears or so we think so, but the spot kind of folds him to himself and he finds out that he's able to access different universes and he goes on this whole entire thing to be like okay i just need to become more powerful by absorbing more of the matter that happens from these colliders Um, and isn't that the the shopkeep from uh venom that he ends up like peeking in on yeah yeah it is um yeah so there's a real world segment and she's thoroughly unimpressed um by him um and this gets into another point. So during this time, after the spot does this, we get kind of like we get uh, these different versions of spider verses uh, from all these different plants, and we get one that I think is like really, really funny. It has no bearing on the plot, but it's just like a really cool nod. And we get like a Lego version of of the Spider Verse. Uh, it's just these really clever. Um, renditions of it and I think that this is the thing that I was happy that they were able to do because the first movie to me is so good honestly 
uh, Into the Spider Verse uh, until I saw this one is my spe- is my favorite Spider Man movie. Period, hands down. Um, and I, I with all sequels, I went in being like, how can they top this? You know what I mean? And then they said, this is how. And I was like, oh, okay. Now, th- you know, we often talk about how movies that have multiple directors and multiple writers usually like fall flat. This movie had three directors and it had three writers, um, none of which crossed jobs, which I think helped keep keep you know things in line. But you know, one of them is Kent Powers of One Night in Miami of Soul Fame, you know, stuff like that. And I think that it keeps it just keeps. Uh, there was always this bead on like culture and relevance and like actually uh, attributing um, properly to the cultures that, have, that are being displayed in each different world in a way that I thought was fantastic. And they didn't like make a big deal about it. They're like, this is just the way the, the world exists and we move on. Um, yeah. Is there anything in this like hopping around sequence that like caught your eye besides the Lego land? It could be Lego land. Yeah, I uh, know the, the Legoland definitely caught my eye, but this was when I was sort of, I was like, okay, this movie is going to be doing the most, you know, like this movie is going to be, we have Gwen, we have, um, Miles. Now we have this, this spot jag off who's, you know, doing, doing his thing. I was like, this movie's going to get big. This movie's going to balloon quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's, movies like this if not i believe the production team every single member needs to stay in their fucking lane whenever you have a movie that's this big in scope Mm -hmm. in order for it to not uh uh implode yeah so um yeah yeah i was like this is this is gonna be crazy and this was when and what i loved about this is that it's like okay this bumbling idiot who is trying to steal an atm uh, from a from a store and falling into shit and doing all this other kind of stuff, he's some he's not someone to fuck with, you know. Because um, he's smart. Because he was smart before he became a villain. Yeah, but just just his capabilities. And this is when you know, when, oftentimes when we're introduced to a villain, we we get we're introduced to them in two ways. We're introduced to to what they're capable of, and we're introduced to what their weakness is. And in this one, I was like, fuck, I don't know what his weakness is. That's the thing, right? You know? Because there's a scene where Miles traps him, quote unquote, traps him in his web, but he's able to use his holes to get out. Yeah, and it's like, damn. I mean, he might not be as good of a of a fighter, but it's like you don't need to be a good fighter. And and in this, it just, it, he just he lucked out with regards to his power. So I've always said, people like you know, what super would you have? Oh, you know, want to fly? I want to be this. I've always wanted the power to like stop time, not not forward it not rewind it just stop it because that is the ultimate fucking power dude you just move out the way yeah and in something like this a spot it's like i can just go over here i can go in there pretty cool villain yeah yeah um so yeah so basically miles is like he, oh uh, miles's father is being promoted to captain as well uh, he bumbles that whole situation to try and chase the spot. Um, and he basically gets grounded. And while he's grounded, who shows up except for Gwen, right? She travels to his earth and um, she's like, hey, yeah, I just came to like check on you. What she's secretly doing is trying to trace the spot, right? Mm-hmm. With Spider-Woman's instructions. And yes. Is this the part where they're upside down on the little tower? Or is this later? Uh, 
Yeah, no, this is the part where they're upside down on the tower. The song in the background, and I like to use this time to talk about the soundtrack. While not because I've listened to it a few times now, it, it not not as much like uh, earwormy to me for me as as into the Spider Verse is, dude. I but I love one of my favorite things to do, and you know that I, I love a good lo-fi beat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I will I will cruise around and just just have this stuff just just in the background. It's something I can do while I'm working. It's stuff I can do while I'm working out or whatever. I just, so like this song in particular, just I love the the the, the music uh, here. But this song specifically, I was like, this is a fucking jam, and it is. So uh, the soundtrack is uh, is worth checking out. Not not as good as the first one, I will say. I think I think I think the first one has the sound has it beat with regards to soundtrack, but still solid music. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they just did a really good job in general keeping the vibe. This is, you know what? This is a movie that knows what its vibe is, yeah, and knows what its tone is. It's like, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. And I, 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 I pause to use this this word because it can be very damaging within the American lexicon. But like urban, it's like an urban street sort of like chill. Like this is who it's very much of. Like streetwear, so you know it's that generation. Where yeah, like, it's just, yeah, it's just super slick too, and it's like you know we're gonna have them upside down, and Gwen's gonna put her hair in a little cute little ponytail, and it's gonna be they're upside down, so it's kind of falling, and the skyline's all in, in you know inverted, and then somebody be like, well, why? And it's like, why the fuck not? So much of this movie is that attitude, like why not? Like it's because it, because like why? Because it looks fucking dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that, that's why we did. Why'd you animate? Because it looks fucking dope. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so I think one thing to notice is that like um, at this point in time, you know, we talked about if you listen back to our first Spider-Verse um, uh, episode, we talked about how Miles is, is animated on the twos as opposed to the ones in comparison to all the other Spider-Men because he's not a nerd. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, because he's not in sync with him. <laughs> yeah. But, but during this point, but during this point, uh, there's a moment where, Miles and Gwen are in sync in frames, but the rest right. of them are not. So, like, there's a moment of like perceived closeness where they both understand what they're going through. Either way, um, this movie's animated fun. like a motherfucker, man. They animated it's the shit out of this. The thing. shit out of it. <laughs> and there's some more like they animated the shit out of it moments coming. But either way, she's chasing the spot. Uh, Miles figures out that she's chasing the spot. He tries to follow. He turns invisible, uh, and he finds out there's all these other spider people, right? And they're all like, hey, you didn't go. And Spider Woman's basically like, hey, you didn't go see him, right? Because, like, he can't know. He can't fucking know. And Sp- he's like, what the fuck is she hiding from me, right? So he follows her through uh, this portal that's open to Earth uh, 50,101. Um, and he follows her because he's like, I created the spot. I should be the one to solve it, right? Um, and then when he gets there, Gwen is like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Uh, we meet, uh, uh, we meet another Spider Man. We uh, we actually meet two Spider Man. We meet uh, the Indian Spider Man, Pravita Pravhakar, yeah, Pravita Pravhakar, and we meet Hobby Brown. So we meet the Indian Spider Man, and we meet Hobby Brown. The Indian Spider-Man is in uh, Mumbatton, so it's like an Indian Manhattan. And Hobby Brown is Spider-Punk, but he's from, like, England or something like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, he's pretty dope. Spider-Punk is dope. I like Spider-Punk. Cool thing about Spider-Punk. So I know I just said the super nerdy thing about how Miles is animated on the twos while most people are animated on the ones. Hobby is animated on the threes and his guitar is actually animated on the fours. So he is so out of sync from everyone else because he is a, he is a rebel. He does his own thing and they animated him in such a way that mimics the, the zines of the eighties and nineties. So even when he's standing still, his background is moving. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they all go against the spot and they get into a world collider. Uh, and then, as Miles is struck by the explosion of the World Collider, they see Miles's father dying by the hands of the spot. And Miles is like, what is this? And he's like, it's our future, right? Um, there comes a moment where uh, Pravita's uh, um, girlfriend is about to die, and so is her father. And Miles is like, no, we can save both. Gwen tries to stop him, uh, but he still helps them save both. And then all of a sudden... Uh, the world itself starts to like be sucked into this giant black hole. We find out that there are these things in the Spider-Verse called the canon events, things that every Spider-Man has to go through. Every Spider-Man has to lose an Uncle Ben. Every Spider-Man has to choose between uh, their love or uh, uh, or a police captain, right? Um, and this is the moment that really kicks the movie into high gear because miles realizes oh my father just became captain and he turns to gwen and says isn't your father a police captain and she's like it is what it is basically (laughs) um and then we get this amazing and this is after he's already been brought back to the spider society where there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of spider-man all your favorites man all your favorites are there all your favorites the ones you didn't know you like (laughs) yeah uh, Scarlet Spider with his broody ass is there. Um, I remember thinking Scarlet Spider was fucking dope. I knew, I never read a Scarlet Spider comic, but I, when I was a kid, because it didn't come out in like the nineties and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at Scarlet Spider, and I was like, man, he looks fucking cool. He's got the little jean vest on. Mm-hmm. The Spider Bite, who's like um, who's like a um, uh, what's it called? Avatar. Um, but then, so basically, Miles is all like, I'm, they're like, this is why we couldn't fucking tell you. Because you will ruin this canon event. Also, you are not supposed to be Spider-Man. Yeah, this is the this is the shit kicker right here. And he's like, what the fuck you mean? He's like, your spider came from Earth 412. Uh, 42. 42. You're not supposed to be Spider-Man. You're, not, you're just not supposed to fucking be Spider-Man. Um, and because you got Peter Parker killed in your universe, like, you are an anomaly. So we can't have you be a part of this. You can't solve this problem. And Miles is like, fuck that noise, basically. And then starts this this chasing lasted what, like ten minutes? This was this was fucking I loved this chasing. Does this meet the the TJ Oh, hell yes. For for a couple reasons. One, the chasing is just dynamic. It's funny. Yeah. They f- they find ways to like constantly do something different with the camera. You get to see all these different Spider-Man like in action. Um you get to which we don't I don't want to spoil all the Spider-Man that are there, especially those of you who play the game or watch the shows or anything like that. When um, we say all your favorites, we mean all your favorites. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody in the club. Um also, you get plot 
you get plot in a way that is like really kind of great um, because there's a reasoning that's happening, right? They're like, yeah. Peter, you can't do this. And he's like, fucking why? And they're like, because of this. And he's like, oh, so you, now you're telling me this? And they're like, well, we didn't t-. like this actual plot that's happening because you have characters who care for Peter, Gwen, mm-hmm. Gwen alone, right? Um, and then at this point, Spider-Punk is all like, fuck this, I'm out. In like the most gangster ass way, he's like, um, "I'm gonna do my own thing." Now, I'll I'll say two things about that. One is it was pimp as hell for him to be like, you know what, I quit this shit because like mm-hmm. I'm not for it. And the whole entire time before, he's stealing all these different parts to make a device, which comes up at the end. But the thing that really got me is I was like, did they just not have him in here because animating him is so hard, and they didn't want to animate him in this chase? <laughs> <laughs> because this chase scene yeah. took two years to animate. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, really good chase scene. Oh, and we forgot to talk about uh, uh, Peter B. Parker. Who oh, now Peter B. Parker is here, and he's with his kid, and that that child's I, so cute. I love I love when movies. Um, I don't want to say make bold choices about characters, but but make make uh specific choices rather. Yeah. And in this one, they're like, Nope, he's going to be in a pink robe the whole time. He's going to yep. be carrying this baby. Most May of the day. time. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. Um, and speaking of kids and speaking of, you know, all that kind of stuff, I do want to kind of go back uh, a little bit with uh, his mom. When uh, that speech that he gives him, uh, gives uh, that Rio gives miles, that's from the trailers, uh, you know, talking about just make sure to take care of that little boy, you know, make sure that he, wherever he is, people, you know, treat him like he belongs there, whatever. I can't remember the exact wording. I love how that, that it's that, that sort of carries my, it carries miles throughout all of this kind of stuff. It's like, he, he did what his mom told him to do, you mm-hmm. know, and, and to go from that moment. Himself, yeah. Yeah. To go from that moment to this, and where where twenty ninety nine is banging him in the fucking uh, uh, train, he's like, "You're not, you're an anomaly. You're not supposed to all this kind of stuff." Just just like the emotional fucking resonance here, like that still felt from that that subtle uh, sweet moment with his mom. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool and really kind of spoke to me both as a parent and also like as a as as a as a as a kid you know yeah. it's like making sure that i'm continuing to you know do what my mom would want me to do and shit like that i don't know it's crazy yeah i mean it's it's important to note that i so i watched an interview about this movie afterwards and the director said you know the first movie was about uh anyone can wear the mask right mm-hmm. uh and then this movie was like and you can wear the mask any way you want to right um, and so Miles being like, this is what I feel is right. This is what I know I'm, I'm capable of. This is like, y'all are thinking about this the wrong way and being chased and bashed and lambasted by all these people who are supposed yeah. to be on the side who have already counted him out is, yeah. is really great. Yeah. And, and this is kind of where an issue sort of crops up for me and maybe, maybe it's something that I missed, uh, and I guess another reason why I didn't really like 2099's character so much, because I felt like he was either brooding or like exposition dumping on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I felt so the what's at stake is if Miles reverses, doesn't let his father die, essentially, or, or goes and changes stuff 
it unmakes everything. And then I found myself questioning like, how would Miles's universe impact all of y'all's universes if y'all aren't even supposed to be in the same? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'd maybe yeah, yeah. get something. I was like, why does this matter so fucking much that he? Wants well, I think I think it was twofold. One is the fact that with Miles becoming Peter Peter uh, becoming Spider Man instead of Peter Parker, he created he created Spot, who is a being that can hop around universes. Right. That so, that that tracks that I get right. right. And so because of that, he's already weakened the link between all these other things. Right. And that the spider and like, this also goes back to like this idea that are in the Spider-Man comics of this like web of the multiverses that are actually controlled by, I think lady or lady, lady arachnid, some, some like, some, some like that, some shit like that. Right. Um, but the idea is that like, if you don't do this one thing, because you have already created an unstable universe, it's going to pull all the other universes down with it. So yeah, okay. okay. I mean, it's it's also multiversal like nonsense. You know what I mean? Which is kind of the thing that I was going to talk about at when I mentioned it at, at the first segment, where it's like I'm kind of it works here because because this is also an adaptation of a comic line, correct? Isn't there a Spider Verse comic line? This is sort of yeah, yeah. But like with this whole multiverse stuff now that we're dealing with. Is which is the next evolutionary, right? Sort of step with all these things because we've sort of told just about every other type of story we can. This is where I'm kind of starting to get a little, a little bit of fatigue, you know, where it's like, okay, we're gonna now we're gonna see. You mentioned No Way Home being fan service, No Way Home, No Way Home existed solely beyond that fan. I, I believe you take away that, you take away the other Peter Parkers in that movie, and you have like. You know, a, a par for the course Spider-Man, an inoffensive Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that with these multiverse things, it now opens the door for, oh, you remember uh, all these uh, these actors and all these characters from these older iterations. Same, just like we're seeing with Flash, mm-hmm. you know? And apparently there's some big – I went ahead and wikied the plot for the Flash and all the spoilers stuff because I don't really give a shit about that movie. But there's a stinger at the end of that movie. It's like, why the fuck did they even do that? You know, like this. Right. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of getting to the level where it's like now we can bring back all these characters that you thought were dead. Now we can do all these other sorts of things. And it's like I like things that are a little bit a little bit more contained. You know, it's funny. Well, we're oh, sorry. One, one more thing. What we're dealing with is the stakes are always going to be the fucking same where it's like, don't mess this up or you're going to break everything. You know, so now the true villain is is what you? Is, yeah, it's you. It's 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 art. You know, I don't know. I, I just just you know throwing things around here, but my fatigue is starting to show itself. Yeah, I think that again, this is when this is when the 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 MCU stuff I was talking about. I think that you actually just summed it up. The reading the reason Guardians of the Galaxy three worked for me is because it's not about the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Right. The uh, the reason the Eternals worked for me is because it's not about the multiverse. The re- you know it's about these. It's a family drama put into a, a a superhero film, and I think the only reason people didn't like it is because they were expecting a run of the mill superhero film. But it's yeah. it's a pretty compelling family drama. Um, the uh, Wandavision worked. While it is still, it's it's not about it's about manipulating where she's at. You know what I mean? It's not about the multiverse. Um, 
And I think that there are times where you can use the multiverse to your advantage. I'm thinking, and this is going to be a, a pullback. The like early 2000s, like 2004, 2005 to 2007 or 8, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had had multiverse bullshit yeah. in their last season, right? But that was also because they're all like, oh, here's this device. It happened, pulled us all together. We beat it. They all go home. Yeah. Those, right? were, those were some good episodes, too. Watch those with the kids. Those were some good episodes. I think that with this, they have done the work enough to establish relationships we give a fuck about, right? And, like, if we didn't care about Miles and Gwen, none of the multiverse stuff would have mattered, right? And so I think that where where my fatigue comes is where they, that where, where people will implement multiverse without giving us uh character driven, emotional connections to back up. Like, I don't care if the world breaks. I care if your world breaks. You see what I mean? Right. No, I get that. But I, and I, I think I, that I don't think that everyone's doing that enough. Yeah. Making it matter for the story. Cause I mean, let's be real. Like, you know, the multiverse sort of element with all of this stuff exists. So you could bring other popular versions of these characters together. The multiverse exists because of fan service, right? Like that's kind of the whole point. So there, there is that. Yeah. It's cool to see all these different spider folk, you know, swinging around. It's cool to see all these different things, but it's like, Again, just from a narrative standpoint, it's like you can only tell so many versions of a story that involves a multiverse that um, I think I think we're going to run out of things quicker than uh, than we think. Yeah, I think that this fixes it because of the fact that Miles says Gwen isn't your father, uh, mm. a captain. In, in terms of like, I'm not thinking about the rest of the world breaking. I'm thinking about you. How can we fix your situation the same way we fix the the situation in India? You know what I mean? Like we can fix individual situations. Y'all talking about this big thing. It doesn't fucking matter. It's about the people close to like, you know what I mean? Uh, and as you know, the, if even if we look at infinity war, yeah, there's multiversal travel and bullshit there. Right. The, the reason people wrote that shit off is like, okay, I guess is because, Characters we love died. If everyone had stayed alive, we would have been like, this movie, dumb as hell. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and, and I think, too, that, like, and, and this is just me, uh, just just a, uh, sort of how I am. I mean, I just think that every single time when I'm watching a movie or anything like this, every single time time travel or, you know, other dimensions, other universes is brought up, like, I just, I'm kind of like, oh, God, here we go. Cause now we're going to have the obligatory scene of like, where we're trying to explain like the rules of this stuff and how it all fits and why this one's different than before. And all end game did the same fucking thing. The second they're like, Oh, we traveled back in time. I was like, motherfucker, you know, like you, and, and honestly, like, yeah, there were some pretty cool moments in there, but it's like, you know, that wasn't nearly, you know, having people go to different spots. Yeah. That's one thing, but having people go different timelines, it's like, now you're opening the door for all these other things that you have to explain. And it's just, it le- and, and it, and it sets you up for, for holes. If you're not careful. Do you think that, okay. 
you know, we said that there is, we're establishing that there is an oversaturation of the multiverse used in media, right? I mean, it's been used. At a rapid fucking rate, too. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, and honestly, I think we could probably blame Star Trek for, you know what I mean? Like, we can, all these other things um, for starting all that. And it is, it is a MacGuffin now. Multiverse is a MacGuffin now. Because it is becoming so colloquial when it comes to storytelling, do you think that people have to explain how it works? I think right now, I think I think right now movies are trying to explain how their specific multiverses work uh, in order to establish differences there. Um, but I think over time, I just think it'll just you know it'll be a thing that is just part of it. And how asinine that is, you know, like how yeah. asinine is it to have something? Oh, this is just how movies. This is just how movies work now. You know, like how fucking crazy would it be, TJ, if like if. Uh, uh, I don't know if they fucking remake, uh, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or something like that, or, or goddamn, you know, Star Wars. Let's say Mark Hamill is still alive and Mark Hamill comes in as fucking Luke Skywalker. Viggo Mortensen comes in as, as, as Aragorn. From another right? universe, right. And then it's like, oh, this is just how things are now. We just sort of accept that. I don't know. Well, I, I don't think, think that, I, 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 I don't think that's going to happen. And I, well, that specific example. I know, I know, but forgive me for being, forgive me for being contrarian in this case, but I think that if we hadn't already, gotten multiple versions of spider-man across multiple mediums across video games across comic books across movies where all of them have canon events where we expect someone to die like when you saw no way home and aunt may said with great power comes great responsibility every motherfucker in that theater knew what was going to happen you know what i mean she might have said i'll be right back yeah, she might as well have, right? <laughs> yeah. Even if you're looking at the video games, right? The fact that Miles had someone close to him die in the in the in the first Spider-Man game set him up. You know what I mean? Um, the fact that he lost his uncle, who, whose name isn't Ben, but like I'm saying that like the fact that they're like, hey, you as a Spider-Man fan, you've already watched this happen. We're going to depend on we're, like fill in the gaps, and we're like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. See what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I just think for me, there's there's not enough of like story elements to justify the presence of the multiverse outside of oh, I'm older now and I get to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. Oh yeah, and, and movies like that, well, that also gets into the Flash, which Flashpoint is a whole entire comic book thing where Flash. Like it's already established that he does that that sort of stuff. But also, right? it's the same thing for the comics, right? Oh, I get to see this version of Batman again in this newer comic because they found a way to bring. I just, you know, it, it, that there and there's nothing wrong with the multiverse existing for the for that reason. But let's be real, like that's why it was fucking created. It's like let's let's you know we can oh, yeah. bring all these old old characters back and stuff. And yeah, have them pal around with the new versions and stuff. Like I get right. it. I, I I guess for me, the multiverse here doesn't overstay its welcome. Because the multiverse here feels emotionally bound as opposed to cameo bound. And I think, too, that if you were to – no, I agree with you because it is a big part of – I mean, it was a, it was, it was set up in the first movie. I mean, it's, yeah. in, the, it's in the fucking title, right? This movie is about the Spider-Verse or this, this trilogy, rather, is about the Spider-Verse. I think if you isolate this from every other multiverse experience out there, it's not as fatiguing. If this came yeah. earlier, if this – you know, whatever. But I just think this one in particular – because the first one came out before all this stuff really sort of caught on in the movies anyway. This one's coming out where like it's it's in the movies. It's in the TV shows. It's fucking – everything has a, has a fucking expanded universe and a multiverse and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
so no, I agree with you. It works here. Uh, but this just sort of, I think it's, it's just a negative aspect that the film came out in 2023 at a time when the multiverse stuff is just oversaturated. Do you feel that way about the multiverse and Umbrella Academy? I'm just curious. I don't really fuck with Umbrella Academy, but yeah, I feel that way. What? About <laughs> yeah. Kim's watched all of Umbrella. Kim's totally caught up, and I'm just like, it doesn't really. I don't, I don't need any of that Hot Topic scenester shit. I'm good. Oh, stop. Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyways, so the chase happens. Miles, so Spider-Bite has the ability to send incursions back to their home universe, basically. Um Miles uh, starts the machine to send him back to his home universe and scans his DNA. Miles forgets that his DNA uh, for a spider is not from Earth 1610. It's from Earth 42, right? So he's like, I'm going to go home and save my dad. He shows up in Earth 42. His dad already dead. His uncle Aaron's still alive. Uh, And Gwen is all like, I got to go save Miles. And she's like, oh, shit, he's in the wrong universe. Uh, Spider-Man 299 is looking for for uh, for him. Spider-Woman knows that Gwen's searching for Miles, but doesn't say shit to nobody. Uh, and then, basically, there's a huge twist at the end that, if you don't want to hear, I'm going to ask you to... Go away to, now. I'm, I was going to say, like, push forward 30 seconds. Okay? Cool. So... Miles goes and his uncle Aaron is still alive. And uh, he's like, uncle Aaron, you're still the prowler. And uncle Aaron's like, I'm not the fucking prowler. You is bitch. And so you see another miles who was who's supposed to get bitten by the spider who didn't get bitten by the spider. So now he's the prowler. And so that's where the movie ends with miles uh, caught by miles prowler and uh, Gwen assembling all the people from the first movie, Peter B Mayday, uh, Praveeter, Hobby, Margo, Spider-Noir, Penny Parker, and Spider-Ham to go save uh, him for the next movie. And that is into Spider-Verse. There you go. What a piece of shit this movie was, right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. Uh, What would you, I don't know, what's your rating of this? Honestly, this is a 9 out of 10. This Mm -hmm. It's, you know, uh, I, 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 I hold back from giving it a 10 out of 10 because so much of it is set up yeah. that I want to see if the setup pays off in the third one. I have, I have hopes that this, this could be the greatest Spider-Man, if not superhero trilogy ever, um, at least of our contemporary time right now. I used to think it was Iron Man. And then I went back and watched Iron Man three. Um, you know, I, you know, uh, I used to think it was Thor and then like love and thunder happened. Um, even after well, Thor, Dark World, you were like Dark World. Ragnarok was really good. Ragnarok was Ragnarok should have been the only fucking Thor movie. Well, actually, maybe the first one and then Ragnarok. But yeah. yeah, but either way, but I think that this could easily be my favorite superhero trilogy. And um, from where I stand, this this gets a nine. And I honestly think, and I sent you this text message, and I'm going to stand. I'm making this prediction today. This is going to win an Oscar for best animated film. Okay. I think, I think as of out of everything that we've seen so far, sure. But I, I really do think the Ninja Turtles movie, if unless they unless they fuck it up, but I think that's going to provide some competition. I don't think it's. I just don't think it. I think. Did that you watch someone, the new trailer? Did you watch? I, wa- the, like, I watched the new trailer, but I don't think that anyone on the Academy who knows anything about animation is going to see like 
they they did a whole other character on threes and fours across the two. This took like they're going to see the actual work in it in the same way that people saw the work in Kubo. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, you know, if, uh, all these award shows, I mean, you know, we have what you're going to you're going to uh, get Beyonce in a room and say and, and type everyone up. She's going to album of the year, but then you're going to give it to, you know, fucking Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Styles. More, the Grammys you know, are one thing, but <laughs> all award shows, bro. Let's be it's, it's all fucking political bullshit. But anyway, uh, yeah, it could be it could, it could be. We'll see. But um, yeah, I agree with you that I'm going to give this movie like an eight, eight point five. Uh, no, I did. I didn't like this one as much as the first one. I love I, I, I like this movie a whole lot loved it in fact i do think that all they gotta do is stick the landing now you know what i mean all mm-hmm. they gotta do all they gotta do and, and and i have a feeling that they will they really know what they're doing here super fun i do think in terms of length they either needed to shave 30 or add 30 they either needed to kind of pull the reins back a little bit or they needed to kind of swing for the fences on this one i i i think Again, I'm gonna. I'm just contrarian today. I think that we have to look at it in terms of the work in which they put in. If it took two years to animate a ten minute segment, asking them to add an additional half hour to something was just gonna not fly. But also, I think that you know, when it comes to pacing, I didn't look at my watch once. But also, you you went at like nine something in the morning, so like. You know, I went I went and nine something at night where I was like, this is the end of my day. I don't give a fuck what happens after this. You know what I mean? Well, and the only reason I checked my watch because I was like, oh, damn, we're like, how long have we been here? Because this is just not happening. And like I say, I, I fucking forgot that this was I yeah. knew that this was going to be a trilogy, but I didn't know it was going to be like they're doing the classic trilogy shit where like the second installment ends on a major cliffhanger and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess because I went in with that with that uh, that expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't vexed by it. I think that I think that they knew that if they rush it, they could botch it. Yeah, and I mean there's there, there's stuff that I think sort of happens with like I I thought this the 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 Indian Spider-Man was fucking cool, but it's like, you know, did that need to be as long as it was? You I know, think it I think it was needed to establish uh, character because he's going with them to save Miles, right? And so we have we we are bringing characters from the first movie that we already have an emotional connection to that they're like, and we're going to introduce two more that we have to spend enough time that we're like, oh, I'm glad they came. But when oh, you look three at, more Spider Bite goes too, I forgot. Yeah, and when when you when you look at that at that segment, you know, we're highlighted on Indian Spider Man more so than. More so than uh, than some of the other Spider people, I think Spider Woman gets gets a little bit more screen time than Indian Spider Man. Yeah, because she's in the beginning. She's in. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why this segment, segment exists is because okay, Miles is going to go save you know the the chief of police or the, the captain, whatever, in that universe. And then we're really not going to you know go go back to the go back to that again. I don't know. I do think at two and a half hours for the second installment. Um, is a little long in the tooth, and I th- and you know, and I think they could they could have cut pieces here and there, uh, maybe making it to where certain shots didn't didn't uh, last as long. As beautiful as they are, I just think because now it's like we're going we're coming to a third installment that what is going to be what three hours? 
Three and a half hours? I honestly, I think it's going to be like about the same. I think it's going to be about two hours. And I think too, just just the sequel stuff, right? This this has the when you look at the sort of the classic trilogy model, right? That first one can stand on its own, and you can watch that one and be fine. And the sequel, whatever. I do. I still stand behind the fact that twenty ninety nine just just didn't just didn't fucking do it for me in this. You know, just uh, I didn't really uh, uh, bring it. But I hope that. Uh, we see more of him in the third one. But I will say this. Uh, also saw this movie with my mom, who has not doesn't really get out to the movies much. I did not see the first one. I caught her up and everything. We were walking out, and she and she says, I didn't know cartoons could be like that. That's great. You know? And and then when you think about – because we sit here, and we watch these movies, and we talk about them. And we, we're coming at them uh, as fans of, of the characters already, right? We're coming at them as fans of – you think about the general fucking audience member. You know, and I don't say that to disparage my mom in any sort of way, but like, who's not necessarily keeping up to date with all these different comic lines, all these different characters? Someone who came in and just just enjoyed the story that was being told, and 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 in a new way, right? I didn't know cartoons could be like that, you know. I thought it was really fucking cool. So yeah, props to to Sony Animation uh, for this one. It's a yeah, solid also, one. Props to uh, Oscar Isaac for being in three Marvel things i believe because he was he's moon knight mm-hmm. he's now uh he's now spider-man 2099 and he was ivan ooze was he ivan was he ivan ooze well i mean he's apocalypse but apocalypse in that movie looked a lot like ivan ooze see boy go away he does look at him go away this is look we're done we, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's across the spider verse <laughs> don't don't do my boy oscar isaac like that listen <laughs> between what between Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal, my, I've been happy. I've been so happy. Hey, nothing wrong with Ivan Ooze. There's everything wrong. Leap to your doom. Didn't he play a little, little flute? He's like, oh, the Pied Piper and shit. Didn't he play oh, a Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a franchise that just did its own, didn't give a fuck. Well, you know, they didn't give a shit. They completely um, retconned that entire movie. You know that, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, because that movie. Oh, also, man, we should do that movie sometime. No, we shouldn't do that movie. I love Power Rangers. That movie's terrible. Um, but there's all sorts of nonsense that went on behind the scenes between that movie. Those motherfuckers weren't union. No shit. Those motherfuckers were not union. They weren't getting paid well. Why do you think? Like the reason three of them left is because they're like, nah, bitch, money, and they're like, I don't know. And so they even like they filmed the whole sequence with the like the Tangu warrior, the girl with the bra and all this other nonsense. Right. They filmed that whole that whole sequence. Didn't like her. Recast it. Filmed it all again. <laughs> like and they rushed the animation. That's why the Megazord like that movie was a hot ass mess. I just yeah, I felt so let down by that fucking thing. But you know the thing is, because keep in mind, I'm what, what, I'm two years younger than you, something like that. So when that, I don't even fucking know. Um, I just know your birthday come around every October, and I give you something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're you're two years younger than I. Um, imagine someone two years younger than you thinking this movie is like the best thing God has ever created. My mom got me that movie for Christmas one year, and I played that shit till the VHS broke. God bless her. It's one of them dumb kids. 
Dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. Dumb than a box of rocks rolling down a hill. I swear to God. Uh, but this is Across the Spider-Verse. Thank y'all so much for listening. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, please go ahead, us, go ahead and give us a rating. Five stars, excellent. Three stars. Uh, four stars, great. Three stars are below. We're just going to throw you into a black hole that spits you out into a universe where Jordan is a mass uh, killer. And Jesus he's going to find you. Christ. Well, stop well, you it. Can't, listen, stop you're, on a, you're on a tear. You're threatening death to these people now. No, you're threatening death. <laughs> Earth seven eight seven nine Jordan is threatening death. <laughs> Talking about me. Give us, give us, give us four stars or above, and we're gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> 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 That's essentially what you're. I can't breathe. Why do I gotta be the one to do it? Because you would be the one. Evidently not. <laughs> You're the one who's talking about it all the time. Thus does Man. protest too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we are excited for the movies that we have on the docket for you coming up. Um, just in general, this is going to be a banger of a summer. We thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, hit leave a message in the show notes. Shoot us an email at grownman wks at gmail.com uh please take care of each other stay crispy stay crispy y'all and we will catch y'all a later jordan i have a question for you what if i went to another universe would you miss me um how long would you be gone boo boo <laughs> boo <laughs> Boo, uh, wrong answer. Would you would you be wrong re- answer. Would, you be, would you be replaced? Would you be swapping with another TJ? Wrong answer. Yeah, I'd miss you. Miss my, he's that um I'd miss you. Do do you would have a banging funeral. I'd give you a banging funeral, that's for sure. I, I, have you ever been to a death in absentia funeral? They're fucking cool, man, because no one what? really knows. Death in absentia, where it's like they just throw a funeral for someone who's who's been missing, they can't find them. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you been to one? No, I'm just fucking around. But but I, I imagine it's like you know, I mean, at any moment, you know what I mean, pop up. <laughs> that would be. It's like a and surprise whole, party in reverse, and this like, whole charade. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're the ones who will be shocked. You know. Yeah. yeah. I want. Ooh, we should write a movie about that. <laughs> like this yeah. motherfucker is so vain. He'll show up. Peeking around the corner and stuff like that. You know what? That's actually that's a that's an uh um a plot line in Hey Arnold. Remember Hey Arnold do you know Spumoni? Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a plot line where uh I, and you know this is a serious ass episode because like the music doesn't play, it just says Hey Arnold with like a gray sky oh, and a yeah. news and a news reporter uh, uh someone says Arnold have you, I'm sorry about your friend and Arnold's like what the fuck are you talking about? He goes and watches the news and the newscaster's like Dino Spumoni's lost at sea. This is the la-, like he he left a note being like I was loved but you know I know when my time is up blah 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 blah. blah. So Arnold thinks Dino Spumoni's dead the whole time, but Dino Sp- Spumoni's just like no i faked my death because then people will buy my music (laughs) yeah god damn yeah it's crazy well but i'd I'd miss you i'd miss you you know i miss you when you're not here i I miss you you when we hang up i know you You know what i mean yeah no i miss you too man don't go to another universe i'll try Um, i mean it feels like you know you don't have much say 
that's the what I'm picking up from these goddamn movies. People are like, you gotta go. And I'm like, what? They're like, you gotta go. Yeah, that's true. But, you know. Look at these big old, look at these giant fucking elbow, elbow blades I got. I'm serious, man. You gotta get out of here. Exactly, right? Someone Those things show up got bigger. Those things got bigger, didn't they? Did they get bigger as the movie went on? Yeah. He was, because he, yeah, he's like a, he's like a vampire, like ninja type. Why does he got to be a vampire too? Because the future's weird, homie. That's the future's weird. Shit. I'm sorry. That's dumb. He, he, they don't have to vampire that man. He could have just been a normal person. No, he couldn't have been. Also, but why? Are they trying to it's do a Morbius 2099. thing? Well, it's so everyone's a vampire in 2099? He is. Alright, well shit, they got they got they got better part of what? Seventy something years. He's a genetic Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Wanna find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.